Greetings, friends and fellow passionate high achievers. It is 4.20, how fun, Eastern time, uh, and I am just getting home from karate camp. If you've been following the podcast uh, this week at my martial arts school, we have ultimate summer karate camp where we do all the fun stuff, and today was the big day where we filmed our karate camp movie and we tie-dyed t-shirts. So the last two days I've had interesting things to share. Uh, I, I don't today. Today was just full of, full of silliness and fun. Uh, the karate camp movie was this year was a game of cones and I, I'm still, not sure exactly what the plot was. We will get to find out on Friday once all once it's in the can and all the editing is done. Um, but we had uh, the Queen of Cones was one of the main characters. Uh, my son was Lord Leo with his gang of goons. And uh, one of the children who is just just a adorable, silly, roly-poly little child. Um, he was Gaga McBlabla, attorney at law. So, so that was that was like the level of intelligence that my day was was at. So I don't, I'm not really thinking of anything spectacular to share with you guys today. So I will just tell you, I will just tell you the, the history of karate camp movies. Uh, like I mentioned in a previous podcast, if you've been following along, I personally started training in the martial arts in July of 1998. This is my silver anniversary this month of 25 years of training in the martial arts. And I was 12, uh, about to turn 13 when I first started training. Uh, I had been doing dance from age three to 11. Uh, It was starting to get kind of more serious, you know, like when you're a kid and you're doing those activities, it's, it's all fun. And then when you start to become more of a a preteen teenager, now it's like, all right, are you, are you in, are you, are you going to be a dancer or, or not, you know? And I didn't want to be that serious about it. I wasn't that into it. So, um, I stopped doing dance. I didn't really have any other activity that I was, I was really into, and then one day at my grandma's house, my younger cousin was practicing his karate in the driveway. And I was like, ah, why not? That looks cool. Uh, so, you know, we decided to check it out. And the martial arts school that was in town was one that focused on, like I've said before, personal growth and development and leadership. And it was just a really amazing safe space where you could be yourself. There were high expectations that you were going to be a high achiever, that you were going to care and be passionate, um, but also that you were going to have a ton of fun and be willing to laugh at yourself and be silly and support each other and be respectful and, and just allow everyone to grow into being their best self, which is why I've stayed for all of these years. Like I've said before, it was never about the athletics. Uh, I grew into enjoying that part of it. Um, But it was always just the fact that as a very lost teenager, uh, which may be a podcast for a different day, uh, I did, did not have a good time as a teenager or in high school. It was 
as disastrous as it could be without causing permanent damage. Um, and so that was like the dojo was my safe place where I could just feel like myself, even though I didn't know who that person was. I had the ability to just be around other people that were just having fun and, and trying to be awesome. Uh, so even though I was a teenager, I was still really enjoying doing everything possible, like showing up for every activity. Uh, actually, we <laughs> we dubbed kids like that uh, dojo rats. So, you know, I was it was way back in the day. I was a dojo rat myself, always there for everything. And and now there's you know, I've watched generations of dojo rats come through. Um, and it's just, you know, people that are kind of pulled into the positive energy of the that the dojo creates. Uh, but as a 15 year old, I was a new black belt and I was helping out like a junior instructor and I was helping out with karate camps. Uh, and our instructor had this awesome idea to, uh, to film a karate movie. And this first movie that we did, uh, it was on, you know, a, a handheld, you know, video recorder. And uh, I'm pretty sure we did it all as one shot. So we had to like practice and kind of, uh, kind of practice. It was very, very low budget, uh, no acting skill involved. Um, and it was, I don't even remember what the plot was, but John Tanaka, who I've mentioned before, um, he is the host of Dragon Mind. He is also one of my very best friends. Um, and he is currently the chief instructor of my dojo. So he's also an employee, which is weird to say, uh, cause you know, it's just everything. The Tanakas are like family. Um, but, uh, so he was eight years old and that kid never stopped talking. He still doesn't stop talking. He's just put him in, himself in positions where it's appropriate. <laughs> but uh, so he was like the main character, the hero of the story. And his superhero name was Hyperjaw because he talked so much. Uh, and I was, as you know, this junior instructor, uh, I was also into the Powerpuff Girls. I thought they were cool. And Buttercup has always been my favorite because she's She's super tough and everything. Uh, so I was Hyperjaw's trusty steed, Buttercup. Uh, so way back, well, gosh, what is that, 22 years ago now, the very first Karate Camp movie was John as Hyperjaw. Basically, it sounds so weird to say in 2023. Like, it was fine back then. Like, trust me. Uh, and I was like, he was like riding horsey on me. And I was Buttercup, his his noble steed. Um, and there were there were evil trees and Shaolin monkeys. And it was all very, very silly. And over the years, it has continued to be ridiculously silly. But it has also evolved because technology has evolved. So now instead of uh, a single shot on a, a shaky little handheld, you know, video camera, uh, John is now in charge. He is the, the director and producer of our Karate Camp movies. So he comes in and shoots it all on his phone and has a script written out that he is always very excited about. Uh, and 
he had 15 pages of script this year. So we spent all day. Uh, the kids were like doing crafts and activities like in the lobby so that John could use the dojo area to film this movie with Gaga McBlabla, attorney at law and the queen of cones. And I don't, I don't even know. I think, uh, one kid was, his name is Scotty and he was Scottathan and he was somebody's farmhand. I don't know. It's a very complex story. Uh, lots of political intrigue. I cannot wait to see the final cut on Friday. Um, and I really think that the moral of this story is just the, whatever you're doing, you know, especially if you're in, you're some, in some sort of position where you get to create a community for people you want to look for those signals that you're creating a space that's safe where people can grow and that they're pushed to be their best selves while also not taking themselves too seriously. We are all really, really good at laughing at ourselves. And that is one of the things that I love to see that we're passing on to these kids. Um, actually, one of the very first things that we do with the the younger kids, like teens and adults, we don't do this. But when a, a kid comes in for their very first class, uh, they get to, you know, they, they try a class out with, with everybody else. Um, and at the end of class, they get presented their white belt. And the very first thing we do is go to tie it on for them. And first we put it like on their forehead, like we're going to tie it around their head and all the kids are like, no, because they know what's coming. And then we put it around their shins and then the whole class is like, no. And then we put it on their waist. And it's always this really silly moment. But the whole point, the reason my instructor started doing it years ago was to demonstrate right out of the gate that it is okay to make mistakes. It is okay to be silly, to be yourself, that in this space, even if you mess up, you're going to be supported. We're all going to smile about it and we're all going to have a good time and learn together. And and that manifests as all of these silly karate camp movies and all of these crazy events that we do. And there's just so many memories and stories over the years and very few of them actually have anything to do with any semblance of skill in the martial arts because we're not we're not in a world luckily that requires a whole lot of combat skill but we are in a world where we have to deal with people a lot we have to figure out how to move through a very complex society with all kinds of different levels of communication and interaction and we get to help kids learn how to you know kind of shake that stuff off when it doesn't go perfectly and and that's that is my my favorite part of, of what we get to do. Uh, so there is your silliness for today. Uh, and I hope that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, uh, you are willing to laugh at yourself, willing to laugh at me and my ridiculous story that I just told you all. Um, and of course, as always, whatever you do, just be yourself, be, be the best version of you that you can be and keep being you. 